Um, any chance, as you know, that Alberta would play host to the Commonwealth Games in 2030 are now dead. Uh, there was a plan that was being explored, and it would have seen the game staged province-wide. Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Tsutina near Calgary, and Enoch Cree Nation near Edmonton. Uh, but just last week, the province announced that they were out. They were pulling their support for the bid, saying they just couldn't make the money work. The estimated cost of staging the games was close to $3 billion. Um, now, Alberta, as you know, if you think about it, pretty rich history of supporting these international sporting events in particular, right? Edmonton, of course, hosted the Commonwealth Games before 1978. Calgary famously hosted the Winter Olympics in 88, and there's been a whole bunch more. Um, but... You take a look at what happened with the World Cup. You take a look at the abandonment of the Commonwealth Games. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That kind of money can be spent on a lot of other things. But are we done? Because it's something we used to take pride in. Is that something we don't do anymore? I don't know. It's a good question. We're going to speak with Keith Jarine, who's a columnist with the Edmonton Journal, uh, wrote a piece about this. Keith, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, good morning. The history's there, right? I mean, you take a look at it. There's a long list of international and world sporting events that Alberta has hosted and and done really, really well. We know we can do it if we choose to. For sure. We had a long history of this. You mentioned some of the big events we've had. Um, You know, you could add to that list. Edmonton had the World Track and Field Championships in 2001, uh, the University Games in 1983. And we've done it on smaller scales, of course, with the World Junior Hockey Championships, curling events and and triathlons and things like that. And I think we'll continue to do those smaller scale ones. But, yeah, I do wonder if we've kind of lost our mojo or lost our appetite for some of the really big spectacles and to go after those big fish, for sure. And it wasn't all that long ago. I mean, like you mentioned, 20, 2001, the World Track and Field Championships was a big one. I mean, maybe not to the level of the Olympics or, or the Commonwealth Games, but pretty close. The World Track and Field, that was a big one. Um, what's, you know, you look at Australia's pulled out of the 2026 Commonwealth Games. It's not just us that, you know, are abandoning some of these things. What, what do you think may have changed? They, these international events have lost some of their luster, haven't they? Yeah, they certainly have. And, and, and I, I mean, I think there's a variety of things going on. There's some specific things to uh, Alberta and Canada that, that might be going on in terms of how we approach these bids. But internationally, I, I think the big problem has been kind of a revulsion of the cost of these things. They've just really skyrocketed in cost to put up. It's not just the infrastructure. It's not just inflation. But um, the security costs in particular have really skyrocketed to put on these things. Uh, and then you've kind of got this chronic stink of corruption around these large sporting federations as well. And that seems to add to the cost as well and leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Um, I've heard climate change is a big issue right now as well. You can't stage the Winter Olympics in, in, in as many places. Uh, it's too hot, uh, which is why they had to move the last World Cup into, you know, kind of into November and December. Uh, so, I mean, I think there's a variety of factors, but really, really kind of the cost and corruption is, is, is I think, the main reason why you're seeing less and less competition to host these events. And you know, you know what, Keith, I mean, as, as nice as it is to host these events, that argument is pretty strong, right? You take a look at what's going on and all the different pressures and cost of living and all the rest, throwing $3 billion into an international sporting event, it might be a tough sell for a lot of people. It really is. And, and you know, you look here in, in Alberta and, and people would say, well, look, we've got all these other crises going yeah. on, you know, the homelessness and drug addiction and health system capacity and wildfires all the time. And uh, it seems like the world is going crazy. Why would we spend, you know, $2.7 billion, $3 billion to stage a party for a week or two um 
right? And so, yeah, that is a tough to justify, especially if you're sitting in government and writing writing the checks. What do we miss out on, though? I mean, you take a look at the stadium in Edmonton, all the infrastructure in Calgary. That's an obvious one, right? There's things that are left behind after the games leave that benefit the people of the area for a while. Yeah, and I think that's the part of the equation we seem to miss, is that there are benefits for this. Um, so, yeah, the infrastructure is, is obviously the most obvious one in Edmonton. We're still getting very, very good use at a Commonwealth Stadium, which was built for the 1978 games. Um, you think of the, you know, the concerts that are, have come. Uh, you know, Taylor Swift ever comes to Edmonton, she'll probably play Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, the LRT system, uh, in part, was developed for the Commonwealth Games. Uh, the, the Kinsman Center, where, where the big pool and diving tank, right, that was in, in part developed for the Commonwealth Games. And we've been able to host other events because we have those facilities. Um, and in Calgary, certainly with their, their Olympic legacy, right? And so if we were to host another major event, you would assume that there would be some of these similar infrastructure improvements that would be made right because that's that's when the money flows the money seems to become available because these events are coming and we want to show off our best selves to the world but it's it's beyond that too it's also the human infrastructure to host these big events right and once you have those those folks in place who know what they're doing it's easier to land further events it's the ability to show off your province and its economy to the investors and the media and you know the, the tourists that come so there's a there are a lot of benefits to this it's sometimes harder to measure those economic things and sometimes they're uncertain we saw that with japan and the last olympics right no one would have predicted how uh, the pandemic would have affected yeah. that yeah. but yeah the they're we have to remember it's not just spending money and throwing it to the air. That This is an investment that hopefully pays off down the road. Do you think this changes? I mean, I think like you make the point about how these events themselves aren't seen in the same light as they used to be, and there's the whiff of corruption and the soaring costs and all the rest of that stuff, so it's easier to walk away from. Um, and then you've also got, can, can that be rectified you know, on that side, and at the same time we get to a different economics position you know, down the road where maybe Alberta does jump back in, or do you think this is sort of the way things are going to be? Um, I, I think part of the problem we've seen recently with us pulling out of a lot of events, right? We go and we, we go to the, the point of exploring an event, putting together a bid committee, but then when the cost comes in, we kind of recoil at that point and go, no, we can't do this. And I, and I, I don't get that at this point because we should know what the cost is going to be. We know it's going to be high. Right. I don't understand going 10 miles down the road to the point of almost submitting a bid or even submitting a bid um, and then going, oh, cost too much, um, a cost we should expect. So I think we just need to be more strategic about it. So we need to be we need to really zero in on the events we want to land, the ones that are most important to us, the ones that will bring us the most benefit, and then go all in. And you need all the partners in play, right? It can't just be the government being excited about something or just the corporate sector being excited about something. You need to get all of those players, and then they need to make an effort to sell the general public on it as well, that the benefits are going to outweigh the costs. And then really go after it wholeheartedly and not recoil when that big price tag comes in. Um, so I think we just haven't had the right approach. We've been doing it too piecemeal. We've been doing it timidly, haphazardly. Um, and it sounds to me like the government has realized this now, and they're going to try to put together a better strategy to go after events of the future. I hope we don't abandon this completely, though, because I do think in terms of you know the, this globalized world that we have, the ability to host the world 
to stage a big spectacle really, really can have some, some big benefits. Yeah, I, I, and we've seen it, right? Like you say, we're still uh, enjoying a lot of the uh, after effects that we saw with Commonwealth Games, with the Olympics, and all the rest of them. So there's definitely an upside, but I think the cost has got a lot of people nervous. Keith, great, great conversation. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it.